to a new year and welcome to another episode of what used to be Theology Doesn't Suck, except now we are announcing, as we've already announced on our social media, that we are now called Rethinking Faith. And uh, this is Marty. Yeah, it's funny because Josh always used to say I would never, ever, ever intro an episode. And it's because I said I would never, ever, ever intro an episode. But what better time to take a first stab at it than when we've renamed our podcast and done something new. And uh, now I don't have to say I I, I did never. Josh, by the way, is here. Uh, Josh is my co-host. Uh, I'm Josh's co-host. He's my co-host. I don't know which one's right. I think we're we're mutual co-hosts. We're each other's co-hosts. Isn't that sweet? Um, Very sweet. Josh, I did never, ever, ever intro an episode of Theology Doesn't Suck. That's true. So your statement held true. It did. So you did a good uh, job. I just Marty. felt well like done. you know. Yeah, I, I I just I honestly just felt Josh like, you know, the more important thing was like that was yours. Theology doesn't suck was like, I mean, it was it was ours, but it was yours. You started it. I kind of jumped in. I was just kind of like the, the new kid on the block. Um, and so I figured, you know, I'd leave that to you. But also I was really scared that I would mess it up. Because um, so. <laughs> I always did such a great job. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were better than I was. I don't know. I mean, hey, you know, who knows now? Maybe you and I will split it up and we'll see who we'll see who does it better. That's true, and then perhaps we could put a poll out there and ask the listeners, like, hey, who do you prefer to intro episodes? <laughs> Have a little healthy, uh, oh, shoot, what's that called? Competition. <laughs> yeah, and you know what's going to happen? Forgot my words. You know, they're going to vote for you because they know you better. So Nah, I don't know. They're going to be like, mm, I'm going to go with Marty because he has a seminary degree at least. Yeah, I'm sure that would be why they go for, go with me. Well, <laughs> well, guys, this is, you know, it's a new year. It's 2020. Um, this is our first episode that we've released this year. Um, and so um, we decided that for this episode, what we'd like to do is we would just like to talk a little bit about the name change. Um, why did we decide to change the name to Rethinking Faith? You know, what was the purpose behind it? And, um, you know, I just I'll, I'll say I'll say this. um being on the podcast with Josh, um, with Theology Doesn't Suck for pretty much now almost a year has been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, there's been some awesome conversations. There's been some great, we've had some awesome guests on this past year. You guys have really been awesome listeners and like bringing uh, just like a new flavor to conversation on Facebook. Uh, there's been a lot of, um, and what I would call healthy banter about some topics and issues on Instagram. Um, and it's just, it's honestly like what it's done is it's brought about conversation about things that maybe some of us are a part of faith communities where conversation about those things aren't, don't happen. Um, Mm. and, um, and so I think theology doesn't suck really kind of brought that level of things to that thought process. Like, Hey, like, you know, talking about this thing doesn't suck. Um, and it's okay just to talk about it and like work through those things and then say, Hey, you know, why is it that we feel this way or that way? And, you know, but also I think theology doesn't suck brought a lot of like interesting perspectives on things that maybe people had never considered before. Like I think back to the episode, um, about hell with Chris date, like just like talking about a completely different perspective on all that stuff. And like, um, that was really healthy. I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. I think um, it's super cool, man. And, like, there will always be uh, 
you know, a place in my heart for theology doesn't suck. Uh, because I like, I really liked that name. I thought, you know, it was, it was fun. It was like, I don't know, kind of like, hey, we don't take ourselves too seriously. Um, but I think too, it was just time to change. Cause like, uh, I mean, I don't know what you think about this, Marty, but do you think like the name theology didn't suck was kind of like, um, I don't know, kind of like immature maybe, or like didn't lend itself to credibility as much as, you know, perhaps we thought it should, because I think, I mean, maybe I'm biased, but I think we've had some pretty awesome, uh, extremely credible guests on the show Mm -hmm. uh, with some really good content and perhaps calling it theology doesn't suck could be limiting, um, you know, who might be willing to listen or something like that. I don't know. What do you think? I think maybe perhaps I think there's credibility to that conversation and to that discussion and that thought process. But but at the same time, I also think that, like, I think back to some of the episodes we had, you know, with some, you know, very scholarly individuals that were willing to even use the phrase themselves, say, like, you know, theology doesn't suck. You know, it really doesn't. <laughs> right. Um, but I but I also think that, like, so if you know Josh personally, you know that like saying something like, yo, guys, theology doesn't suck is something that Josh would actually say in regular conversation. Um, That's true. In like, um, <laughs> I never met Andy personally, but I was a guest on the show once before. Um, and I and when when that when you guys came up with that idea, like I'm pretty positive that that he would agree that theology doesn't suck. So like, right. I mean, the, I think the idea behind it was like, I, if you know the people then I think you understand the process and the, and the mindset behind it. And if you listen to every episode, you kind of get to know people a little bit better, um, especially in a podcast like this. However, I would also say that like the majority of people that listen to podcasts, some of them listen to like every single episode religiously. A lot of people have multiple podcasts that they listen to. I would say the majority of people have multiple different podcasts they listen to. And so I think the the concept here is like, you know, to to change the name to something like rethinking faith um, removes any sort of stoppage from someone saying like, well, you know, those guys like, I don't know, it's just kind of too lighthearted for me, even though the conversations were almost never lighthearted at all. I mean, like, you know, there sure. was never like, oh, yeah, guys, like, let's just talk about baptism. Like, isn't that kind of a cool thing? Like it was never <laughs> <laughs> those were not conversations we were having. Um, so I don't know. I think that it definitely does take away from the um, I wouldn't say it removes credibility. I would say that the name definitely made it something that people had to like they had to choose to listen to instead of just saying like oh like this is going to be a legit conversation um and like i I should really you know focus in on this and make sure i listen closely so i i don't know if that makes sense to you yeah sure man i think so and then also too like um on like a, a different note when the like the show is definitely i mean for people who have listened uh to episodes from the beginning um, the, it's definitely taken um, a turn and like become something that it wasn't originally intended to be. Um, and I think that's good because it happened organically um, and I'm really happy with where things are now. Um, but like when Andy and I originally started the thing, the idea was like, okay, Andy, super like conservative, uh, reformed, Westminster Confession, blah, blah, blah kind of guy. Um, I was not that. <laughs> As listeners know, that's not me. What? Um and yeah, I guess 
people people throw the like progressive or whatever label on me, which is that's fine. Call me what you will. Um, but the idea was like, okay, the world is so polarized and blah blah blah. Let's let's have theological conversations about topics that we're going to disagree about, um, but like more so with the intent of like trying to hear each other out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And have healthy conversations that way. Which it started out that way for sure. Um, but then I think slowly over time as, um, you know, we started bringing on guests and all this kind of stuff, um, it really became more so a show that was offering different ways to think about things um, and having conversations uh, that were less about having, you know, disagreeing positions and more so like, hey, have you ever considered this idea? Mm-hmm. Like, for example, with Thomas J. Ord, have you ever considered that there might be things that God can't do? Oh, no, I haven't. Okay, well, let's think about that. What does that look like? Um, or, you know, like you brought up with Chris Date, like uh, there's a lot of people within uh, mainstream, you know, American evangelicalism that have no idea what annihilation or, you know, conditional uh, conditional immortality, whatever you want to call it. Um, they have no idea what that is, you know, um, or whatever. And so I think it just kind of, sh- you know, uh, shifted and, and morphed into to where we're at now. Where I think rethinking faith um, makes more sense. I think it's more true to what it is that we're doing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and plus, too, I think uh, I was thinking about this, Marty. There's kind of like, you know, uh, in Scripture constantly, you know, we talk about repent, 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 repent. And a lot of people think that repent means, oh, I got to feel really sorry for something, you know, cry about it, ask for forgiveness. And then like, oh, that means I repented. Um Okay, that's fine, but if you want to be technical and you look at the language, um, the, the Greek word there for, for repent is metanoia, which um, literally means to change your mind, to change the way that you think. And so I think having a podcast called Rethinking Faith, um, you know, is, is uh, like makes sense yeah. <laughs> from like a biblical perspective. You know, let's... Let's continue, and then, and you know, Paul talks about like, don't be transformed to the patterns of this world, but instead, you know, be what, be transformed by, um, or don't be confor- confer- whatever, you know what I mean, conformed to the patterns of this world, but instead, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And so, if we're constantly like renewing our mind, constantly repenting, rethinking, uh, realigning um, ourselves in different ways, I think that's just healthy faith. Yeah. And so, I think it it fits the. I think the the name makes sense. I don't know. No, it totally does. I, I think the one thing for me um, that I think I want to caution people listening, because um, Josh, you know, we're talking about this before we started recording this episode, that, you know, there are sometimes maybe things that we bring to the table on the podcast that, you know, if you kind of take it piecemeal, but you don't kind of take the piece as a whole, um, could potentially put someone in a place of like a dangerous thought process within their faith. Um, and I think the, what, what I think we should make clear is that rethinking faith is not making the statement that you ought to rethink whether you should have faith or not. Um, right. Like we're not sitting here saying like, Oh guys, like, you know, rethinking faith, like, Hey, Josh and I used to do a pod- podcast called theology doesn't suck. So like, Hey, theology is great. Now we're telling you to rethink whether you should have faith. That's not the concept here. The concept (laughs) here is to say, like Josh was just saying, you know, there are positions about certain things in within faith and within theology that 
like even coming on the podcast, I didn't know were positions that were held. And I think it's important for everybody to kind of rethink the way that they view some things. And I think one of the things that I know is important for me as a dad um, is making sure that the faith that my kids have as, as they grow up becomes their own. It's not something that I've impressed on them and forced upon them and made them choose, but instead it's something that they've grown, that they've built, they've read scripture on their own. They've prayed on their own. They've gone to church and listened and taken their own notes. And they've really come to their own conclusions about what it means to have faith. To me, I think that that is one of the most important things, if not the most important thing within our faith walk that we can do. The decision we make, once we've made a decision to be a Christ follower, then we have to say, is my faith mine or is my faith someone else's that I just mimic? So I think when we talk about rethinking faith for me, that name stuck out and was important because it was like, hey, like, it's important for me to look back on my life and say, what aspects of my faith are mine? And what aspects of my faith are what I heard from someone else? And I've just taken for granted and said, oh, that must be the way it is. Um, and so I, I, I think we have to constantly throughout and throughout and throughout our life be looking at the things that we believe faith-wise and theologically and say, okay, that's what I believed 10 years ago. Why did I come to that conclusion 10 years ago? Maybe I believe something about death. Um, and I believe that because there was someone in my life close that died. And so now I have this belief about death that I've just kind of walked around for the last decade believing. But at the same time, I wonder how true that actually is. Have I actually considered any other perspective? And so as you look at that and you rethink, you reconsider, then you start to see, oh, I do actually believe that. I was spot on. Or you say, no. But I, I don't think faith has ever meant to be something that becomes just sort of static. You yeah, you absolutely. come to a conclusion about something and then that's that's just it. Now, I'm not asking... That's called fundamentalism. <laughs> <laughs> and I also don't think Josh... And, well, I, I know Josh isn't saying this, and I know I'm not either. We're not asking you to rethink the main tenets of your faith either. Like, you know, did Jesus really die on the cross? Like, that's not something we ought to rethink, because I think there's far too much about our faith that hinges on that very thing. But I think just as we go about faith, and as we go about our walk in life, I think there are so many things that... We ought to rethink, we ought to reconsider, we ought to question and ask, like, why do I believe this? How did I come to this conclusion? And then on top of that, say, on the other end of it, even in my rethinking, my faith is stronger and I turn to Jesus and I cling to Jesus even more so than I did before I reconsidered this topic or that topic or I heard this new piece of information I didn't know was there. So I, to me, the name really kind of makes sense along the lines of like, just what it is we're actually trying to do on this podcast. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And I think too, like, um, oh goodness, I was going to comment on, on a point that you made. Maybe it'll come back to me. Uh, but one thing as well, like with the idea of rethinking, uh, like so many people have been, you know, you've seen it like religious leaders, worship leaders, whatever have been walking away from the faith, yeah. so to speak. However, I don't think they're walking away from the Christian faith. They're they're rejecting or having issues with one version, one story, one way to think about things. 
that they've been told this is the only way you're allowed to think about this. And then they go out into the real world. They see, you know, new developments in, in science and technology or they like read. They actually read their Bible. Whoa, there's an idea. And they're like, wait a minute. It's not how the Bible talks about these things. Or like the Bible doesn't really agree on this. Or, you know, there's multiple perspectives here. And then they don't know what to do because they think that they've been told that there's one way to be a Christian. There's one way to think about things. When in fact, these these debates that people are like thinking that they're coming up with today, like, oh, how could how could a, a loving God send people to hell for eternity? That's not a new or novel concept. People have been asking these kind of deep, difficult questions, you know, the problem of evil, all this kind of stuff since the beginning of the faith. Right. And so we're, you're stepping into a tradition of like genuinely seeking after God. And I think the rethinking bit is just this idea that like we're constantly seeking after God, right? And like I, I believe in some, some form of ultimate truth, right, God. Um, and so here's the thing, like because pe- people always will say this thing like, oh, Josh, well, I'm, I'm really only interested in, in God's truth, you know, and so the th- but the thing is, if 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 God is the creator, the only one, right? Means there's our re- our reality is the reality that we live in, and all truth is God's truth. So if there's something that is true in our universe, it is God's truth because God created these things. Otherwise, you're saying what? It came from nowhere, or like we, you're not being con- consistent logically. And so, if we find out something that is is now true and we, we should celebrate that we should be like wow like look how cool god is that like this new thing or whatever and that should cause us to then okay well like what what might i have to rethink now um because i found out about this you know this other truth because what's true is true is true is true yeah. you know and we should celebrate that rather than being afraid of it and with like the ever-expanding universe the constant developments in science and technology and all these things um, I think we have two options as Christians. We can a stick our head in the sand, um, or put our fingers in our ears and go la 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 la, you know. <laughs> and like there are people who choose to do that. And like I know I'm being extremely dismissive and and making fun of people, but um, uh, like I guess maybe that's a viable way. Like there's people who I guess need that and they're happy and good for them. But like that's not. I can't do that. Like I need to be able to have a faith where like God is way bigger and is able to handle my questions, which I a hundred percent believe God is that, you know? And so the other option then is just to genuinely think and rethink and um, constantly seek and strive after God. And perhaps Marty, I'd be interested in what you think about this. Um, Perhaps it's more so about asking the right questions than it is finding all the answers all the time. No, for sure. Well, and you know, I you you were talking about worship leaders and pastors and spiritual people who are kind of walking away from the faith, or it seems like they're walking away from the faith. And I think of Marty Sampson um, from Hillsong Church, and um, you know, I, I'm I happen to be a I love Hillsong Church. You know, I love their music. I love their pastor. I love you know just so much about what they do as a church. And I love how they're, I mean, they're literally going out into the world and creating in, in putting up churches in breaching people in like everywhere. Like there's, there's not just like two churches, like some like multi-site, like you call yourself a multi-site church, but you only have two campuses 
Like it's kind of like to me, it's not like, oh, like, wow, like you're reaching a lot of people. You have one here and then you have one five miles away. (laughs) So it's kind of it's kind of not really the same. Um, But like so I love Hillsong Church, but I wonder how much of a culture they allowed there to be to ask questions about faith. And so Marty Sampson being a worship leader there. As like you said, you know, maybe he's, you know, from what I've looked at and seen on his Instagram and, and you know, this different statements, he's different things he said, whatever, like he asked, he was asking legitimate questions like, what is this? And what is like some of them have answers, I'm sure. Yeah. And some of sure. them have theologically based faith answers that someone could give to him and then he could say, oh, OK, like I never thought of it that way, you know, but perhaps some of the questions that he's asking are personal to him for specific reasons. And the last time I checked, faith is supposed to be personal. Faith is supposed to be something that like we think about on our own and we can, we constantly ask questions about and we're constantly working through. And I think like you're saying, I don't, and I wouldn't even say, I think to say faith is more about asking the right questions and getting the right answers. I would say that's even, I think that's even limiting. I think that's even constricting in itself. Because I think, like, you know, yes, it's about asking the right questions, but it's also about getting the right answers. But I also think that in many ways, faith could be about not asking the right questions. It could be about asking what many consider to be the wrong question. Like, when Martin Luther was asking the question, wait a minute, should we be doing this? Should we be selling indulgences? Is this really the way it is? In that time, that was the wrong question to be asking, <laughs> but it was the right question to be asking right. from God's right. perspective. And I think as you as you look back in history, never once has the question that has changed something completely and shifted things back to the other way they should have been or to a new frontier. Never once has it culturally been the right question to ask. Yeah. But it became the right question to ask and to consider and then to look for the answer for as time went on and as more people really been were convicted. So I think like, you know, to me, it's less about putting a label on, is this the right question? Is this the right answer? And it's more so about spending time just thinking about stuff and spending time saying like, okay, like what is it that God is trying to say to me right now? Okay, like if I'm if I'm a husband and I'm sitting here and I'm saying, man, like, you know, my wife just isn't really loving me very well lately. And I really feel like I've been asking God this question. God, should I divorce my wife? And I really feel like God is telling me to, you know, like his word says the opposite of that. And so, like, I would challenge you and say, you're probably not asking the right question. You're (laughs) probably in that situation simply just because of the fact that, like, God has already answered that question. Like, yeah, 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 you know, I got you. But like, I, but at the same time, I think that there are times. I'm not, I'm not denying the need for, like, oh, like you know, divorce in some instances. So don't mishear me uh, on any of that. What I'm saying is, is that over. I'm using that as an example. I promise. Um, huh. But what I, what I'm trying to say is, I guess that um, as we ask questions, I think that based on our situation, based on my situation, I'll, I will ask questions that may be right or wrong. I will eventually come to conclusions that may not even be answers, but conclusions based on the questions I was asking, but I would never have come to that conclusion without asking those questions. Um, yeah. But then I also think that like, you know, 
one of the things that's symbolic to me about the name, and I hope I'm not taking your thunder when I when I talk about this, was just the idea. No, you're good. Um, and I was actually not, Josh can tell you, I was not 100% on board with this aspect at first. Um, where when, we, when you look at rethinking the words, the, or well, the, um, I don't know, the two letters R and E are in parentheses. And um, maybe this wasn't the intent, um, but when I thought about it and we were talking about this concept, what I what I took it as is like, okay, you know, when you when something is in parentheses, it's supposed to be done first in like a mathematical equation or whatever. <laughs> and so, like you're re, so you read the word re, and then you were you read the word rethinking as a whole, and so like you have to do it more than once. Yeah, it's a constant process. Yeah. Right, and so like the idea behind it is is like, you know, you may today have a question about faith and ask the question. And you might be in a great community of people where you can ask questions and someone will help you understand why you're asking that question. And maybe you'll get an answer. Maybe you won't, but at least you'll know why you're asking the question. But then five years from now, you may need to rethink why you asked that question. And asking the question five years later may come to a different conclusion. You may get an actual answer that time. You may get... You know, oh, well, here's why, you know, I was asking that question before. Here's why I'm asking that question now. And I think faith, for, I think, I, I just honestly think as you look across the board, I think faith needs to be something that we're looking at and saying, what aspects about following Jesus am I missing right now? And I think there's a lot of things like just socially, I won't use examples, but there are social things that like the church is not asking questions about because they're afraid of the answer and they're afraid of following the answer because they are afraid that like if, is killing people wrong. Well, I, <laughs> I wasn't going to give examples, but like you could do that. <laughs> um, the answer is yes, by the way. I, but I, but I think, so I think you can say, if you use that as an example is killing people wrong. Yes. But then there's more questions to follow that up. Right. right, exactly. And it, so it, it generates nuance. Nuance is the important thing, and I think that's what thinking brings about. Because yeah. people aren't willing to interact with nuance. That's the problem. Everything has to be black and white to everybody, mm-hmm. and that's just a stupid way to try to figure stuff out. If killing is wrong, it has to be wrong across the board. You know, if you know, if 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 this other thing is wrong, it has to be wrong across the board. Except here's the problem: we're we're fallen people. We're not perfect, and so. Right. We never actually treat things black and white, although we want answers to be black and white. We want to say killing is wrong, so it should never be done, except for the time when so-and-so comes into your house and kills your family and you just didn't happen to be home. What do you do about those feelings inside when that person gets caught and you want them to be put on death row? Like, yeah. Or what do you do as a dad about those feelings inside about wanting to go after the guy that just killed your daughter and your wife? Like, what do you do about those feelings? Because those feelings may come. And so, like, how do you deal with the fact that, like, well, two days ago, you would have said death in all forms is wrong. Like, killing somebody, not death, but killing somebody and murdering somebody is wrong in all facets. So I'm going to say abortion is wrong. I'm going to say euthanasia is wrong. I'm going to say that killing... Wait, what do you have against the youth in Asia? <laughs> uh, not, not not a whole lot, actually. Um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to say that, um, you know, killing for killing someone, you know, 
as far as like the death penalty, that's wrong. War is wrong. I'm 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 black and white across the board. K- killing is wrong. But then what do I do now? Two days later, when someone broke into my house and murdered my whole family, and now right. I have these feelings about this. And so I think like we have to be willing to say, yeah, there's going to be times where everything that we thought we believed and everything we thought we stood for changes simply just because of the fact that life changes and there are different things that happen in life. I mean, let's be honest, guys. Like I've, I used to, I used to try to make bold statements in every episode. It's harder when there's a guest. Um, (laughs) um, but the bold statement I'm going to make here is like, it's not even bold. It's just true. Homosexuality has been an issue like literally forever. I mean, it's an issue that Jesus dealt with when Jesus was alive. There were people that were doing homosexual things. Before that, there were people that were doing homosexual things. There's a reason why it's talked about in the Old Testament, because it was happening. They weren't talking about this thing that no one was doing, and everyone's like, whoa, what'd you put this in here for? Hey, don't worry about it. In two and a half thousand years, they're going to be dealing with this, and they're going to need to look have like some sort of reference. Like That's not what they were <laughs> thinking at all. They were It was put in there because they were dealing with it two and a half, three thousand years ago. And so, like, it's not a new issue, but yet we're still asking questions about it and we're still talking about it. And there are still people making blanket statements about the entire issue without thinking about the fact, wait a minute, these are real people. These are people that have real feelings, real emotions, and they're not just snowflakes. They're not just people that are pansies or something like that. Like, these are people that have emotional feelings and need to be taken need to be treated with care and love and respect just like every other human being. And so how do we do that while also say, be like, well, this is supposed to be wrong based on this one cherry picked piece of scripture. So now we just have to take all these people and throw them away. Well, that's not, <laughs> that doesn't work that way. Right. And the church has right. made that mistake over the last, I don't know, whatever, 50 years, but church made the mistake before too. They were just, there just wasn't anyone saying, wait a minute, stop. I don't know that that's the right way to look at this. Can we ask questions about this? Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's I think that's to be honest, like as weird as it sounds, that's that's a pretty good example based around like why Josh and I like were like maybe we should reconsider a name change. Maybe we should think about why we do what we do, who we're trying to reach, and then like, you know, maybe think about changing the name. And so I personally say all this stuff and Josh, I'm sure you have a lot more to add. But, like, I say all these things to say, like, this wasn't just, like, a Josh and I texted, like, hey, what do you think about changing the name? Yeah, sure. What do you think about this? Great. Sounds awesome. Let's make up a whole bunch of reasons why we did it. No, like, this was, like, something that was prayed about and, like, considered and, like, talked through. And, like, you know, as we thought about it, we had ideas. And some of those got thrown away. Um, And, like, some of those, like, you know, were good and some of those weren't good. Some of those could have been the name and they would have been just fine. But, like, the reality is we really thought about this. Um, Josh really wanted to name this podcast Josh's Playhouse. Uh, but I was like, <laughs> I was like, whoa, bro. Like, I don't know how I feel about that because, like, what about my feelings? So Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I can't say what I said to Marty about that. But, uh, <laughs> no, um, yeah, I think – and I think you're hitting on something really important, Marty, and – you're touching on basically you're touching on this idea of experience like our experiences matter and i mean for example you talked about homosexuality the reason that i rethought 
homosexuality is because my brother came out and it became real to me. And then I realized like, wow, I have had my head, you know, in the sand and like now I have these experiences. So how can we, you know, how can I rethink this? And now I'm at a completely different place. Like, um, I mean, essentially, like, even though I, I, I don't know, it feels weird to say still, I'm pretty, pretty much in the affirming side of things with that. But it's because experience came up and, and, you know, different things. And I had to rethink what I thought about stuff. But I think it's, it's fair though, too, just to show that this isn't like a novel concept. So for people that like get nervous about rethinking or whatever, let me give a really good example. Slavery was widely acceptable. That's how this country was built on the back of slaves. You know, there were like pastors on slave ships, like chaplains and stuff. It's crazy. And people used the Bible to justify slavery, to justify racism. And then people that came along, the abolitionists who were trying to also use the Bible to make a case against slavery were being called heretics. They were being told that they don't honor the you know the, the the value of scripture that they have a low view of scripture that they don't honor God's word that like it's crazy that they're even questioning this because they were making a they were rethinking based off of a a I want to use the word progressive but I don't mean it in like a political sense I literally mean in like a progressive revelation kind of sense like you can hold 100% justify slavery easily with the scripture easily you can do it. it takes no effort it is harder to make a biblical case against slavery by peri, uh, cherry picking verses you have to make it an appeal to the overall narrative arc of scripture um to the to the teachings of jesus and draw ethical conclusions it requires you to think and i'm pretty sure that you know hopefully nobody thinks that slavery should be a thing because the bible says so anymore that is an example of, of us using experience and rethinking faith to bring us into a better place that is more Christ-centered, that is more focused on love and equality and sees the inherent worth of human beings mm-hmm. as image bearers, yeah. you know, as, as, as crea- uh, created beings of, of God. And so um, I don't think it's like a novel thing. I think it's like it's, it's part of what it means to be a Christian. <laughs> sure. No, dude, you I know? remember, I remember even like, this is going just this, this slavery thing. So this is like an offshoot, but I remember being like a first and a second and a third grader in like learning about slavery for the first time and being like, what in the heck? Why did we like, you know, so like you can know even deep down inside that it wasn't the right thing to do. <laughs> like right. it wasn't, it wasn't the way people were supposed to be treated. It wasn't the way that things were supposed to happen. But for some reason they just decided, Oh yeah, well this is what we wanted to do. And as a kid, I came to the conclusion because this was how I felt about this kind of thing. You know, essentially owning a farm was a lot of work and the farmers just didn't want to do it. They were <laughs> like, they were lazy. They didn't want to be the one doing the work. And so instead of, doing the work themselves, they came up with this novel idea that they would have other people do it and they would just scare them and make them feel like they had no choice. (laughs) So like (laughs) for me, even as a kid, 
Isn't it even as like a first grader? And I have, I have a kindergartner, I have a second grader, I have a third and I have a fourth grader. And those kids, like when we talk about stuff like this, like whenever we hear something happening to somebody in our world because of what they believe, a couple of weeks ago, there was, there was a shooting at a synagogue, like, you know, and there's been shootings at churches ever since my kids were kids, like even before they were born, you know, and then obviously when we lived in Florida, we were only 15 or 20 minutes away um, from the big, huge shooting that happened at the school down there. Um, like no, not a single one of my kids was like, well, I wonder if the shooter did that because he was like, it was the right thing to do. Like they knew that wasn't the right thing to do. And so like going off of what you're talking about, I think there are times that like, our desire to, for either like ease of life. <laughs> so like if we're talking about the homosexuality thing, it's easier as a pastor to just say, no, we're totally against homosexuality in all forms <laughs> because you can find this scripture and this scripture and that scripture and that scripture. And, you know, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of churches that will agree with you and thousands upon thousands, tens upon thousands, even maybe millions of Christians who will say that's the right, that's the right viewpoint. And we don't have to think about that any further. But there were also people that felt that way about slavery. And there were people that yeah, felt that same, same way about, like, no, like, we don't need to rethink this. We don't need to reconsider this. We have so much evidence, so much proof, so much reason. When really, like, t- to me as a kid, my, my thought was like, oh, well, they just didn't want to do the chores. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> they found other people to do it and, like, maybe trick them or something. And I, I mean, obviously, that makes it that extremely simplifies the plight that African Americans went through. So I don't mean to do that, but I think that as a kid, you know, the simple-mindedness of like, well, that's just totally wrong. That shouldn't have happened at all. And yeah. so, in like, but that like back in like 1835, I would have been totally as a kid, I would have been brainwashed to believe like this is the way it's supposed to be. This is how things are supposed to happen. And I think that happened in the 50s and the 60s. You know, if you were gay, you didn't come out because so many people around you, everybody around you was like, that is wrong. 100%. We're not rethinking. We're not reconsidering. We're not talking about it. And again, I wouldn't even stand here on the podcast personally and make a specific like, I feel this way about homosexuality. Mostly just because of the fact, honestly, that I don't have the experience you have, Josh. Like, I don't have that person in my life. I don't have a situation in that where I've really, truly needed to feel one way or the other about it, like, strongly. And in fact, I felt like a lot of the ways, um, I think a lot of the ways for me, what's been more important is just being able to say, um, like, I can see both sides and understand sure. both sides and have a conversation with somebody about both sides in that way. But like you said earlier, if someone in my family or a really close friend, like a, like a best friend decided that they were going to come out and like, you know, like they wanted to make that public, this is how I've always felt, but like now I need to come out and say this, like I would have to rethink. I really would because yeah. it could be damaging to that friendship. It could be damaging to that person. It could be damaging to the relationship that I'm called to have with other people around me. Um, it could be damaging if I say, no, I'm just going to write you off because we've already rethought that. We've already thought yeah. about that. So uh, to me, this idea of this podcast really just now, I think, stems around the concept of, you know, are there things that you as a listener have just assumed and thought to be, this is it. I don't have to think about this anymore. And again, we're, like I said earlier, we're not talking about like 
did Jesus die on the cross? I mean, like, we're not talking about Jesus rose from the dead. You know, <laughs> we're talking about issues that, like, you've walked around just kind of, like, believing. Now, I don't know, Josh, if you feel this way, because I think to me, at least for me personally, maybe I'm not there yet. Maybe I'm not woke enough yet to use <laughs> to use young young in language. Um, I'm not personally willing to rethink whether Jesus did die on the cross or not, or whether he died, you know, whether he rose again. Like I'm not personally and willing to rethink that. I don't know. Maybe I'm putting you on the spot. I don't mean to. <laughs> so if I am, we'll just edit this part out. No, we'll know. <laughs> but no, that- I think. I don't know yeah. if that's something we're we're talking about because I, to me that's not a that's not an aspect of like hey let's rethink this. <laughs> sure. So I think that there are certain tenets of the Christian faith that if you lose, it's no longer Christian faith. Right. And that's just the nature of the game. I I think that it's fair to ask the question, did Jesus really raise from the dead? Because our experience tells us people don't do that. Right. However, at the end of the day, that's an affirmation of Christian faith, and that's something that I take on the premise of faith. And the thing is, with faith, faith and belief are very different things. You can have faith in something even if you don't like, necessarily believe it to be true. For example, the Capitals are losing 5-0. to zero. I can have faith... They're going to make a comeback. Do I believe that to really be true? Probably not. Okay. So if, you, if you're having a hang-up with the, the thing about Jesus on the cross, you can have faith that Jesus really rose from the dead even though you experientially believe that people don't raise from the dead. So I'm going to hang this on faith. I'm going to put my faith and I'm going to put my hope even that Christ really did raise from the dead. And I think that's a fine position to, to take. Um I mean, I have pretty strong belief that that this happened. Um, We have extremely strong historical uh, arguments, um, you know, Mm -hmm. for for such a thing. And and people have asked that question. So I don't think asking it is wrong. Um, And I don't – I mean, I'm going to disagree with somebody who who comes to a conclusion and says, um, I I completely reject that. I'm not even going to have faith that that's true. And I'd be like, well, then, you know, maybe we're talking about something different. But I am willing to concede that perhaps you can have faith and hope that, yes, Jesus really did resurrect on the third day, um, even if you still have some mental holdups because you know that doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Sure. Well, and I think Is that, that fair. Yeah, I think that, I mean, just using that as a specific thought, like scientifically, that doesn't happen. I mean, yes, there have been cases of that happening since that you know like you you've heard those stories about someone that was like medically dead but then came back to life or whatever like you've heard those stories before you know someone that said like oh like you know i they were on 2020 or something like they're 90 minutes and or 60 minutes and they're like i saw (laughs) i was dead and i saw a light and then like all of a sudden it was gone and i woke up you know and it's like okay you know maybe they were hallucinating maybe that really happened maybe they were actually dead we don't know obviously like we don't right. know because we haven't gone there and like talking about experiential thought thought process like if you haven't experienced it ever then the and technically the only time you're going to experience death is when you die then mm-hmm. the only way to know whether you can come back to life again is if you can die come back to life and then say i was cognizant <laughs> of mm-hmm. the fact that I was dead and I was able to say like, Hey, 
I know for a fact I died. I had full mental capacity. I was looking around and I saw all these things. There was angels sitting over here on this cloud playing a harp. And there was somebody else <laughs> over here. I saw Jimi Hendrix and then I saw all this other stuff, you know, but I didn't see so-and-so. So that must mean that they're in the other place. But then I came back to life and now I've got this new lease. On, like, I don't think that is quite the same because, sure. or, well, well, I think that's harder because we don't ever have that experience. Right. You know, I mean, and the chances are like pretty darn high that, the, when the day or the moment comes that I'm supposed to die, I'm just going to die, and I'm, that's yeah. I'm not going to come back to life. Um, so, like you're right, like we 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 don't have the experience to say, you know, does this happen or not? And so when when the claim is made that Jesus rose from the dead, you're all we can do is take it on faith. Yeah, except exactly. for the fact that we also have. You know, like you said, all sorts of evidence throughout, you know, historical evidence, historical thought process. People have been writing about this and thinking about this for 2000 or so years, you know, and literally have been saying like this happened and it hasn't gone away. It hasn't been explained away. It hasn't been like moved oh into the category of 100 percent fallacy. You know, like it was at one point that the earth was flat and people believed that to be true. That was moved into the category of 100% fallacy, even if even if it had been moved there before, when astronauts went up into space and saw Earth as a not flat thing, but in, in <laughs> fact a sphere, and like saw it and then stepped onto the moon and saw that as a sphere, and like yeah. came back to Earth and Earth was still there and saw it as a sphere, like all the, that was debunked completely. Okay, we're gonna take this out of could be true and put this into not true any longer. Right. I'm sorry if you believe that the earth is flat. I'm just going to tell you you're wrong about that. If you believe <laughs> that we didn't go to the moon, you're one of those conspiracy theorists. You're also wrong about that. Like, I'm just going to tell you you're wrong. So, like, move on. Get over it. Birds aren't real. That's a real thing. No, that kidding. is a real thing. <laughs> They're our new sponsor. Birds aren't real. We should hit them up. <laughs> but here's the thing. I think that... Um, I think the questions of like debunking or non-debunking about certain things, I think if you're looking to ask questions to debunk, I think you're asking the wrong, I think you're asking for the wrong reasons. Yeah. If you're asking the question about faith to understand and to become closer to God and to understand more about God and to know why he has done certain things in your life and hasn't done certain things in your life and certain things have come your way and other things haven't, like now I think you're starting to get into the realm of like, okay, well, I'm asking the right questions for the right reasons. Um, but if it's just a, like, can God make a rock so big that not even he can move it kind of question, like you're asking to debunk faith. You're not asking to understand God. And yeah. And so I think as we considered, a na so I guess to bring this all home, um, as we considered a name change. I think there was a lot of things that we looked back on the last six or seven months of, of what theology doesn't suck was, um, and thought like, what have we really actually been trying to do? What have we really been trying to get people to think about and get people to understand? And when we really boiled it all down, it was, we've been asking people and ourselves to rethink about a lot of different things and tenets of faith that they've maybe not rethought. Um, yeah, or we've been asking them just to say, like, hey, this is an aspect that you didn't even think about that you should be rethinking. But we're going to say, spend a couple moments listening to this podcast, 
rethink your thought process on it. Maybe do your own research. Maybe figure out why you feel that way. But then just like, you know, just spend the time because it's important. It's not your faith is not something that you put in your back pocket when you go to work. Your faith is not something that when you get home from work, you can take out and you can you can set it on the mantle next to your keys and you can pick it up when you go to church the next day as a pastor. Like your faith is a part of your life. It will always be a part of your life. Um, Mm. It will always be something that it will always. I'll tell you this, even if at some point in your life you decide to walk away from faith completely, you become 100 percent atheist. Faith will still have been a part of your story. And so it will always be a part of you. You cannot get rid of it. You cannot walk away from it at all. And, and so, you're still having some kind of faith because, right? I mean, you're believing saying that you're in, an atheist. Do you have pretty strong faith that God doesn't exist when you can't empirically prove it? <laughs> right. But that's yes, I agree with you. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess my point is saying, like, you know, this is not something little. This is this is big. This is yeah, important. For sure. And you owe it to yourself. You owe it to your general life in as a whole to say to yourself why do i think this way why do i consider this to be a thing or that to be a thing why do i have such a strong opinion about this i mean i think there's a lot of people i mean just we've talked about it a couple of times like you might be listening to this episode and as a christian you have extremely strong opinions about homosexuality you owe it to yourself at least to ask yourself, why do I have such a strong opinion about this? Why yeah. do why is this something that I am not willing to rethink, but I'm willing to rethink all these other things? Yeah. Why is, you know, my my thoughts about murder? I'm willing to say that, you know, okay, well, killing somebody, you know, breaking into someone's home and shooting them is wrong, but invading another country and killing somebody is totally fine because it's justice like where 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 are you where are you missing the gray area in understanding that and so you at least owe it to yourself to rethink how you feel about this or this or the other thing and so that's what we're asking you to do um the the last thing i'll say josh before i let you close us out is as we go about this we would love to know what are the topics that you specifically as you've listened to this episode thought wow, I really should rethink my feelings on this. Hey, like yeah. we would we would love to have that conversation on the show. You know, we've got a patron feed that we do. Um, one of the opportunities as a patron is to literally be a part of the episode. Um, yeah. And so, like, if you feel st- super strong about a topic and you really want to have a conversation about it, like, drop us a line on Facebook, drop us a line on Instagram, Um, become a patron and then like just let us know like hey like i really think we ought to rethink what we think about this or that let's have the conversation like honestly let josh and i have that conversation you can listen we will even shout out your name like hey you know billy bob sent us this question and we thought it was a really worthwhile thing to rethink um or if you become a patron at a certain level we'll just have you on the show and then you can have the conversation with us. Sorry, I'm just shamelessly plugging. Um, but um, yeah, I think for me, we want to have the conversations about faith that you guys are having with yourself. And we want to have those with you. So if you've got things that you are trying to rethink and you don't want to, you just don't know how to come to a conclusion about it, 
drop us a line so that we can have that conversation. We can work through it with you. And hopefully we can be asking the right questions to be considering further and deeper into those things. Yeah, absolutely. And also challenge our thinking. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really helpful and important. One of the things that I absolutely uh, can't stand and because I think it's harmful, I think empirically we can verify that it is harmful, is there's this phenomenon today that people go to church, whatever the pastor says, they say, oh, the pastor said it, it must be true. So like, I'm glad I don't have to think about that now. Like if you go to church and the pastor says, being gay is wrong. Okay, you're like, great, now I don't have to think about that. You know, thank God that the pastor did that for me. Or, you know, women shouldn't be in ministry. All right, thank you for thinking about that. Now I don't have to do that. Like, that's right. not healthy. Um, it's not helpful. And so really, uh, question, ask questions, rethink things. Uh, try to genuinely, Marty hit on this. I think the most important thing is make finding a faith that's your own and that you can honestly hold and and live in a space um where it's healthy and Mm -hmm. you know vibrant and things like that uh because that's going to be so much better than trying to pretend and so um yeah that's kind of the idea marty i did i wanted to ask you one question real quick uh we still have some time uh before we have to peace out i have to go to therapy i don't know if uh i mentioned that to listeners yet or not but i started therapy about uh four or five weeks ago and it's been super helpful for me um but anyway, my question for you is um, because I, I'm, I've noticed and uh, so I'm interested to see if, if you've noticed or like if you've been cognitive or, or whatever about this. I think the time that you started out on this podcast versus where you are now, I think you personally have done some rethinking in your faith and I think I've seen you grow in a lot of ways. Um, and so like, is the, do you think that's true? Uh, am I just pulling stuff out of my butt? Um, and like, if so, like what, like, I don't know, just comment on that. Do you think that this is, I don't know. I've just noticed yeah. that. Well, first of all, don't pull anything out of your butt. I don't want to see it and I don't want to think about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. <laughs> um, there definitely have been things about my faith that I have rethought, um, you know, I, I remember, you know, I, I personally, um, I loved having conversations with Thomas J. Ord. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, I really liked him, and I still do. And, like, I'm, I'm now Facebook friends with him and, like, you know, love seeing. He, he takes, like, amazing nature photos and, like, goes oh, yeah. out into nature and, like, takes awesome photos. And, like, he's just genuinely a good person, like, genuinely an awesome person. But I remember when we had him on the show – um, Josh had said, Hey, make sure you listen to this or make sure you read this book or check this out. Cause it'll be important to know like where he's coming from. And I honestly didn't have the time. And when we were, when we started talking to him and he said, you know, there's things that just, you know, that, um, get, you know, that God just can't do. And I remember sitting there and thinking like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> like, I've never thought about that before. And it's not because like, Oh, like, you know, wow. Like in the moment I wasn't saying, wow, like I really ought to just rethink, like, are there some things that God can't do? Like, how does that work? And I remember thinking like, no, like there just isn't. And I, I, I tried to be as cordial as I possibly could. I, you know, and I, I felt like I, I don't feel like I was rude in any stretch of the imagination, but like, yeah. I remember finishing that episode and saying to myself, like, man, like 
if this ep- if I, I didn't actually think this, this is me making this up. But man, if this podcast was called Rethinking Faith, I'd have to rethink whether I was going to be on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as but then the more time that I thought about that issue, and never mind where I where I landed or if I've landed sure. at all, it brought me to the conclusion. Okay, like maybe things aren't as said and done as I thought. And maybe things are worth having conversations about that, like, you say to me, we're going to have a conversation about X, Y, or Z, and I'm probably going to say, I've already come to a conclusion about that. That's how it would have been nine months ago. Um, But I think that this podcast, being on the podcast, has definitely changed my opinion and my viewpoint on what needs to be thought about and what, you know, and, and the fact that really there isn't anything that doesn't at least need to be talked about. Yeah. You know, in some way. And so I, I would agree with that. I would also say that, um, you know, I, I, t- I probably tended to, to lean not quite as far as Andy, but more on the conservative side, particularly yeah. in comparison to you, Josh. Um, I think that I've I think that I've 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 leaned more to the progressive feeling. I, I was just thinking about this personally the other day, though, that um even though I do have a little bit more progressive of a thought process, I do still tend to lean more conservative on a lot of things. Yeah. Um, there are some things like, I mean, I'm, I am fully egalitarian personally. And so like, that's Same. just where I, that's just where I stand. But I thought about that and I said, you know what? Like I've rethought that a number of times and I've always fallen to the same conclusion. <clears throat> like I've never, you know, well now that, now that you put it to me that way, it is better to exclude people from the giftings that the Holy Spirit gives them. Now that you put it, like, you're, I mean, I I, I could be totally wrong, but you're probably not going to reconvince me that, like, there's not going to be a person out there that's going to be like, well, if you think about it this way, and then I say, oh, now I see what you're saying. Like, there's probably a good chance I'm not going to rethink that. But, um, well, I will rethink it, but I'm not going to come to a different conclusion, I don't think. Um, sure. But I think that there's been other things, though, like like that, um, where I've kind of rethought my viewpoint on them, and had a, I had a conversation with my wife a couple weeks ago about one of these topics. I don't want to talk about it now because it'll take forever. Um, but essentially, we were talking about it, and I could see in her mind that the wheels were turning, in that like uh, it cool. wasn't because I was mansplaining and making her feel like she needed to rethink, <laughs> but it was because like as I was posing the question. And posing the thought process, you could see in her mind, like, okay, like, maybe there is something to that. I don't know that I agree yet, but there's something to that conversation. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I definitely would feel that way. I, I, um, I think that there's so much out there to talk about. And I think there's so many different issues to have conversations about that I think that, like, even in a year from now, Josh, you and I will have just scratched the surface oh, about absolutely. things. Um, like I, I would, I would personally love to have a conversation about like, you know, if we could have somebody from 1750 living in Boston on the podcast and have them talk about faith as opposed to now and talk about faith with us, like what would that comparison look like? Mm, yeah. It'd be um, interesting. I watched this movie last night called the lighthouse with Robert Pattinson. Um, 
It's on Am. It it's deceptively on Amazon. It says it's on Amazon Prime to watch, but then it's not. You have to buy it. So like, okay. Uh, my my brother, uh, he did something, um, and we were able to watch it. Um, it might have been illegal. Not sure. <laughs> but um, we were watching this ep- this show, and one of the things he says to the guy, he says, "Hey, I, I never caught your name." And the guy says, "Wake," and he says, "No, no, no, not not that part of the name. Your Christian name." And then he said, "You know, Tommy or Thomas or whatever, Thomas." And so then when he said his Christian name, he was referring to his first name. And in the moment, I was like, "You know, I've never heard today." In like modern culture, someone refer to someone's first name as their Christian name, mm, and so that made yeah. me think like, "Hey, where does that phrase come from? Why would someone call their first name their Christian name? Like, where does that like how does that stem? And so like, what is that about? And why did we stop calling it that? You know, like I mean, that's such that's, that's such a small thing, but it's one of those things that you'd never consider having a conversation about. But then like, if you have a conversation about it, it would probably actually be really interesting. And maybe it's something we shouldn't have got rid of. <laughs> maybe it is something we should have got rid of, but we would never know unless we have the conversation. And that could be just with ourselves or it could be with other people. So I, I guess like was that was just one of those moments where as you watch something, you you see it's they're, 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 they're presupposing something about a time in a generation like the late 19th century. And so they're using different words and different terminology that we don't use anymore. And then you think like, oh man, like I wonder why we stop. Like it just gets you thinking. And so I think that's what we need to be doing all the yeah, time. Absolutely. absolutely. And if we, we, we can't guys, we can't stop thinking about stuff in our faith. We can't, we can't stop. Right. It's thinking not like about you, you arrive. It's not like there's a, there's a, a goal, like a destination to get to. And then we arrive and then we're like, okay, good. We, we won. But so many Christians live their life that way. So many Christians live their life in the idea that like, Okay, I said the prayer. Now I'm good. I checked the <laughs> I checked the box on my connection card. Now I'm good. And then Matt like, Bates said, "Bro, you wrong." Yeah. <laughs> like there are there there like there is so much and like you even hear pastors say it, but I don't know how many pastors actually go for it and believe it. If when you become mm-hmm. a Christian today, it's not the end, it's just the beginning. Okay. That is true. But what's next? And I think that it's constantly thinking constantly working through things is never realized like you said josh you haven't arrived as a christian you just be when you are a follower of jesus so much about being a follower of jesus unfortunately for those of you that don't like doing this it is scholarly it is thought it is things that you need to work through you can't just go to your bible study class once a week have somebody else tell you what you need to think about a passage and then move on with the rest of your life and do things the way you used to do. This <laughs> is a thought process. It's scholarly. You've got to be doing it. And if you're not, you're missing so you're missing 99.9% about what it means to be a Christian. So, yeah, it's a living, growing, transformational relationship with the creator of the universe. Yeah. Uh, made possible through the person of of jesus the christ you know mm-hmm. um and he's, so I he's think, not just the sponsor he's like the guy yeah 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 <laughs> the man uh the christ the messiah the chosen one the king um so yeah and i think to just to, to wrap things up um i think one thing that i've really learned from this show is is humility mm-hmm. um i've realized that the the more i know i realize that i don't know much 
you know, like that, that old saying, I know enough to know that I don't know anything. Um, that really rings true. Um, but I think that's okay. And so this journey of, of exploring and learning and, and growing in relationship with, with God and, and all those kind of things is, is exciting. I think that's what it's about. Um, we need to get away from this transactional nonsense. The, the Christian faith is not a transactional religion. It's a transformational religion. Mm -hmm. And that is huge and that needs to happen. And, um, a few things that I've really uh, rethought just so I can, you know, say things as well, Marty, not just, you know, to put you on the spot. Um, my understanding of scripture uh, has changed my, I mean, I'm, I'm really savvy in this whole, like, open and relational theology stuff. Um, that, that's really changed. Um, atonement. My, my understanding of atonement or what, what is atonement uh, is continually subject to change. I think about that rather frequently. Um, my commitment to nonviolence has grown deep, you know, more deep. Um, so just many, many things. It's been super helpful um, as well. And also there's been times too when like maybe I started to, to go out or like I thought I was going out too far on something and then I would get reined back in. But then I was like, well, wait a minute. I actually, I think this is worth exploring. So then you just keep, you know, keep going. And I just think having humility and then not being afraid of the truth. If you are constantly seeking truth, you should not be afraid because truth comes from the source of truth, God. Mm -hmm. And so we shouldn't be afraid of that. And I think just continue, you know, in that search, in that journey, in the process of rethinking, um, and constantly renewing our minds, constantly repenting, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and going on, I think, I don't know. It's really cool. I'm excited to keep doing it. Uh, my hope, honestly, is really just to help people as well find mm-hmm. a way to, to keep rethinking and growing in relationship uh, with their creator. You know, that's, that's the goal. Yeah. Um, and so I'm excited to keep, you know, continuing on this journey. I'm excited to be able to continue on this journey with you, Marty. Um, I really enjoyed having you as a, a host on the show. Um, and so, yeah, man, I'm excited, uh, yeah. to see what, what we have in store. And I think 2020 is going to be a, an awesome year for the rethinking faith podcast. We're going to be able to see things so much better in 2020. Stupid <laughs> joke. Sorry. Uh, yeah, Marty last... is a dad. Marty is a dad. <laughs> so it's a dad joke. The last thing I'll say before we sign off is, you know, even if you spend every every waking moment for the rest of your life thinking about things and rethinking things and asking the right questions and all and coming to different conclusions and understanding, I can I can promise you that the day you die, there will be more that you didn't know about. There there will be more that you don't know you need to know than you actually wind up knowing. Absolutely. And so like this is just a constant thought process that you go through. And uh, we're there with you, and we want to work through it together. So, Yeah, absolutely. So thank you guys uh, so much for listening. Thank you for sticking with us uh, through this change. And um, we're excited again to see what 2020 has in store. Let's do it. All right, man. As always, peace out and go Caps. Go Blackhawks.